What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Agenda Podcast. Uh, I'm joined again by Derek, but this time we've got two more guests for you. Uh, everyone's favorite Twitter users, uh, Publad and Sean D-O-L-F-C. How are you guys doing? I'm right, man. How are yep. you? Is the, is the D-O in your name for Divock Origi or what? Yeah, Divi Origi. Origi. That was your old at, right? Probably think it's my initials, but I'm not that stupid to put them in there, so <laughs> it is, it is Divi Origi, yeah. Yeah, that was your old at, right? Yeah, it was my first account. First Although, account yeah. as far as Jack is concerned, it, it wasn't my first account. <laughs> but, yeah, it is. All right. Um, yeah, so let's just get right into it. We have a lot to cover today. Um, since it's international break, we thought we would uh, debate everyone's favorite topic during international break, the all-time Premier League eleven. Um, yeah, so let's just get right into it. Uh Goalkeeper, what did you guys pick for uh, for that position? Uh, I've gone for Petr Cech. Cech? Okay, I went Cech as well. I went with Petr Cech too. Yeah, same. Same, yeah. I feel like that was a pretty undisputed choice. I mean, I mean, I didn't watch like Schmeichel, Schmeichel or anything or Van der Sar, but Cech has like all the records, like most clean sheets, uh, four Golden Gloves, four Premier League titles. I feel like that was a pretty easy decision for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Um, David Seaman as well is a good shout. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think I think you're right. I think Petr Cech sort of arrived and you know with Mourinho, and sort of like that was the era. I think defense in the Premier League improved more. I think there was more focus on it, like the tactical element to it. Yeah, I think Petr arrived with that. So before that, it was like you know it was four four two, you know two strikers against your two strikers type of thing. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's probably the the right choice, to be honest. And he has the record, too, like 24 clean sheets in one season. I don't think that'll ever be broken. Yeah, that's unreal, man. Yeah. I, I don't think that'll ever be broken. So He also yeah. had his prime when the Premier League was in its peak. So he was going against like prime Rooney, Chogba, against all these guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Of course, not Chogba, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the defense. Um, did everyone pick four, or did you guys go three at the back, any of you? I picked four. I went with three at the back. Oh, you went with three. Okay, I went with four. So we'll start with uh, the right back first, I guess, since most of us did four. Uh, who did you guys go with? Uh, I went for Ivanovic. Ivanovic, interesting. See, I was going to go him, but I felt it would be a little biased, so I put him out. I didn't put him in. Uh, it was either, Sean, it's either um, Ivanovic or uh, double letter for me, but I think Ivanovic changes it. I mean, he was really good for us. He was just, uh, I mean, defensively, he fell off a cliff after, like, 2015. Like, he was really, really poor. So, yeah, I think yeah. I, I still have those memories in my head of him getting, like, burned <laughs> versus Swansea. So, I think that's why I didn't put him. <laughs> uh, Sean, who did you go for? Right. This was tough for me, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. My bias coming through. <laughs> and... A few other positions, to be fair to me, right, I have gone with the objective sort of longevity decision. Yeah. But I think with Trent, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a right back in the Premier League who is so good and so sort of respected at any point that it's impossible to put him in for the level he's actually reached. I think, you know, you're going through your Ivanovic's, Gary Neville's, but like a lot of them had poor spells. Yeah. They were never one of the best players in the world. He has had spells where, obviously not now, he's in comparatively poor form. Mm-hmm. Well, at the moment, he's all right, but the season overall. But I think Trent's level he hit, it took right back to a new level. 
I think if you put in people like Gary Neville in, you're basically accepting that you're putting in worse footballers who yeah. couldn't actually do as much on their day as he can on his day. I think I just the level he's reached is just a new level. It's, it's hard for me to ignore him. See, um, I, I understand what you're saying because I didn't put Neville in mind because when I was going to do it, you know, I, I saw an interview with Gary Neville and he said himself that Trent is more talented than I ever was. Yeah. And I was like, I can't really put Neville in. But I also didn't put Trent in because I don't think he's done it long enough. So I actually went with Kyle Walker because yeah. ability-wise... Yeah, I agree. He was I, the my other option. Ability-wise, I think Walker is Walker's peak is up there with Trent at some times. Like, super fast, delivers a great cross, defensively very strong. But in terms of, like, legacy, he also has... Uh, three. Prim- I mean, he's going to win three this year. Uh, three team of the year appearances. Uh, he even has a young player of the year award, PFA. Um, so I think I thought he was the best mix of ability plus uh legacy. So I, I went with him, but I can understand Trent. I, I think in the future it'll probably be Trent or possibly Reese James if we fix up. But um, yeah, yeah, I can see your reasoning there for sure. Yeah. No, I. It's just, that's just my bias pick, to be honest. Like, yeah, I think all of us probably have one bias pick in this eleven. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> as a little, uh, a little teaser, I haven't gone for the other fullback in the Liverpool team. Interesting. I haven't, I haven't put him in, so I've been half fair. Well, let's go to the other fullback. Um, I thought this was another clear-cut decision. I went with Ashley Cole. Yeah, yeah same here. Same. I feel like that's a pretty easy decision for all of us. Yeah, I think Ashley yeah. Cole was levels. I mean, the only other, I guess, Robertson, Dennis Irwin. I mean, I, I can't think of, like, that many other left-backs I can, like, challenge what actually Cole did. And he did it for two teams as well. So. Yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't I couldn't do, I couldn't use my Trent logic with Robertson. Because yeah. I think Trent just, Trent has the iconic moments. He's, you know, he's, he has more of a legacy than Robertson, I think. Even already, like, Robertson's always the other fullback. Yeah, you know, he obviously has brilliant numbers, but Trent is the star one. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't justify putting him in, especially over Ashley Cole. I mean, Ashley Cole, like worldwide, is renowned to be like one of the best ever. Yeah, Robertson's that reputation is really still Premier League based. You know what's so weird I, I, about? I, you know what's weird about Robertson is I I feel like everyone rates him as well, and even though he's a bit of a bastard, like in games, I think rival fans tend to rate Robertson a lot higher than Trent. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they do. I'd put because Robertson above Trent, but that's just. I think exactly. I don't want. Trent has more ability. Like Robertson knows exactly. himself. Trent is a better footballer than him. Like he yeah, can do for sure. Robertson could never, ever, ever do. But Robertson has less flaws, less obvious flaws. Like Robertson's flaws are in his like the ceiling of what he's capable of doing. He knows what exactly. he can do. Whereas Trent is such a good footballer, he doesn't really care about what he can do because he makes up for it the other way. Whereas Robertson is so focused on the basics. And he does them really well, and he has his, his role. So I think they don't stand out as much. So I think that's probably why they don't sort of pick on him as much as Trent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, Cole is a lock, in my opinion. I guess we all agreed on that one. Um, so I'll go to the center backs now. Derek, you said, I'm assuming you have three center backs, right? Yeah, I went with three at the back. So let's see, who, who did you have? The first one, of course, you have to put John Terry. He's arguably, but for me, he's clearly the GOAT. Premier League center back. Okay. I just have to put him for that reason. Um, my other center, my other two center backs, I went with Rio Ferdinand. 
absolute Rolls Royce of a defender, great composure, great on the ball. Best United center back during the Premier League era. A little okay. biased here, maybe, but I just think it's a clear option. And for my third one, I had to. It was really hard, so I decided to go with Sol Campbell. What? What? Yeah, well, Sol Campbell. Yeah. You didn't even watch Sol Campbell. You didn't watch like would you say um, Petr Cech? You didn't watch him as prime. Yes, I did. Maybe, yeah, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. Okay, yeah. not his prime, prime, but I saw him at his peak. <laughs> I didn't see someone at their prime, but you see them at their peak. You mean like when that? he was still good? I still watched him when he was good, like 2012, 13. He was still good. You watched everyone in your Premier League X class. Say it again. You watched everyone in your Premier League. No, but I mean the ones I picked are pretty obvious. Like you picked somebody that's not obvious, so I'm assuming you have a reason for Who that. Who would be the third center back though? Who else could have been? I would put Van Dyke. Yeah, Van Dyke. How can you oh. not? I want to. I like longevity. I rate longevity more than I rate peak. Well, let me explain. Let me explain mine. So I did mine based on a combination of ability and longevity. So for me, I had to put Terry there because ability-wise, he's probably top three, but longevity, he's easily number one, right? I mean, he won Premier League titles like 12 years apart. That's you know pretty yeah. difficult to do. For the second one, the reason I put Van Dyke is, and I was talking about this earlier on my Twitter, yes, he doesn't have the longevity yet. Like He has four years at the top. The other ones have like eight, nine, whatever it is, right? But I think the gap between Van Dyke's ability compared to, like, Rio and Vidic, is enough to, to like, uh, overweigh the gap in longevity between the between the two, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I just I think he's, he's so much Dyke. more talented than Vidic, so it's enough to put him in for me. Yeah. I'm yeah, the same as Arian for longevity, because it speaks for itself. And then I put Van Dyke in, because, like, no other defender has won, for example, UEFA Men's Player of the Year. Like, exactly. he's been he gets talked about among the best players in the world rather than just the best defenders in the world. I don't think Vidic, Rio, people were ever talking about them alongside Messi and Ronaldo like Van Dijk was a couple of years ago. Like, I don't think you could ignore someone who's hit that level. Although exactly. I cannot, I, I would, when it comes to the, like, the team of this um, Premier League like, all-time uh, team, mm-hmm. I do find it easier to not put Van Dijk in than I would in an argument about who's best at their peak, because that's my main argument for Van Dyke is his peak. I think well, if yeah. someone put Rio and Terry in an all-time 11, like, I'd find it hard to say, oh my god, Van Dyke has to be in that team. Exactly, but, yeah. But because you put him in, I put him in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll go like, Van Dyke and Terry as well. Terry, I think, is, most people would agree, is, like, I, I think consensus-wise, everyone would put him in. It's the second centre-back where people have debate over. Um, but yeah, like, I I love, like, watching players on what they can do, like, when, when I'm watching them. And Van Dyke, like, you can watch him for 15 minutes and you realize his quality, like, he's very easily one of the most talented defenders ever. So, like, I have no issue putting him in. Like, and I think he'll get the longevity as well. Like, he'll probably come back from this ACL, be fine. Give it, like, three, four years. He'll probably stay at more or less the same level. So, I don't I think, think it'll be an issue. He doesn't exert any energy in the pitch at all. Yeah, he plays very, very that's, smoothly. That's... That's statistically as well. He statistically runs the least of any Liverpool player. Really? Bet- that is actually yeah. really interesting. That's that's, that's, that's position is insane. Like. Yeah, that is actually... I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, so that, that'll be the defense uh, wrapped up for us. Um, yeah, let's move on to the midfield. So I went with a 4-4-2. Uh, did you guys go 4-3-3? Or Derek, what did you go with? 
four fucking two tonight. I went with the three four one two. Three four four three three. Because I wanted to be able to fit in as many attackers. Because I don't really care about defenders in general history. It's the attackers where all the debate began. So I wanted to fit in as many as I possibly okay. could. And Sean, what did you go with? Uh, four three three. Four three three. Okay, so I'll let uh, Haz and Sean go first since you guys had the same formation. Sean, what was your midfield? Right. I chose the easy way out here with this one. Okay. I went <laughs> Lampard, Gerrard's goals. Okay, yeah. I mean... Yeah. And the reason I did that is because I thought, right, if you're talking all-time Premier League, those three are the constant argument for who is the best midfielder all-time in the Premier League. So I thought, well, why just not put them all in? Like They all deserve to be in because they all have their own arguments. People are so... Um, uh, they're, they're so like inherently just obsessed with backing each of these players, like if for their own fan base, that they just have to be in because they have that much support yeah. and it's that iconic each of them. I mean, so they just go in. I, I That's exactly that... what I did as well. For the same reason, everyone always same talks reason. about them, and like they're always at that level. Whenever you ask the players or people who played against them, like, those three are always talked about. You're right. I mean, I didn't. Uh... I feel like that debate goes on a lot because they're English. I feel like if one of them wasn't English, they wouldn't be thrown into that debate. Like, Definitely. if Lampard was, like, German or something, I don't think people would say, like, oh, it's still Lampard, Gerrard, or Scholes. Like, I think the fact that they were in the same national team together definitely helps that debate. Um, yeah, you like, I, like, I put Vieira in my midfield. Like, I think Vieira is a better midfielder than Scholes is. So he didn't, Scholes didn't get in mine. Um... And the reason I didn't no, put Jared in mine either, because ability-wise, I think he's probably better than, uh, like his, like what he can do, right, is probably better than Lampard and Scholes. But Jared never won a Premier League title, so I I can't ignore that in in a, in a discussion of, about the Premier League, you know. Yeah, that's no, fair enough. I I I thought of Riera for my team, and then I thought, I know you said it's Premier League, but I am sort of. It's hard to not put Champions League. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, he's your GOAT player as well. So, like, obviously you're going to be a little biased and put him in. That's not like a, you know. Yeah. Like, Vieira, his Champions League career, like, it basically doesn't exist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'd think with the players Arsenal had, there'd be some moment in the Champions League the way he would have dragged them through at some point. Well, that, you know, I, it's just I can't ignore the failure in Europe with such an amazing team. I mean, he had some when he played at Juventus. He had some success, didn't he? Or did he not? I don't know if he had any European success. Yeah, I don't think he's really have your has any European pedigree, to be honest. Oh, okay. I thought he had at least a little bit, but I mean, anyway, it's a Premier League discussion. So Lampard, the reason I put him in uh, most goals from midfield ever. Um, even if you just yeah, he if you win. say he's a striker, he still's like top six. So <laughs> no, that's he's still hyperbole on my part if I have said that. But he definitely deserves to go in the team. Like obviously, he has to. I mean, in terms of like, you can't debate the record, obviously. Um, and the no, yeah. the the trophies and stuff is there. So yeah. Uh, so Derek, who did you go with? Because you went with um with four. my four two wide midfielders and two. Well, who did you go in the center first? In the center, I went with Lampard and Scolzi. Lampard, Scholes. obviously, for his great late runs. Most goals outside the box, I believe. Historic finisher, whatever. Poor manager, <laughs> though. 
He's not a poor um, man, too. Shacked in the morning. I will still back Super Frank to the end. I will always back him. <clears throat> but um, Paul Scholes, obviously. Elite passing range, get on the ball, heartbeat of that peak United team. But also, you know, a fun fact that I didn't know until I did a little bit of research. Shout out to Alex Fazero. He has more non-penalty goals than yeah, Steven see, that, Gerrard that's just a load in of less nonsense. minutes. That's just that's a load of crazy. nonsense, honestly. Steven like, Gerrard, known for his long shots and incredible goals, and less like, than schools. If I oh, look at Gerrard, if I don't, if I look at Jared and schools as a player, Jared is just more talented. I'm sorry, like it's it's so obvious to me. I don't even think it's close. So like, uh, not, not, neither are in my eleven. But if I had to put one, even with Skulls' like trophies and legacy, I'd still put Jared over him. Skulls needed Keen. Yeah, Skulls Keen was another one that I might have put in. And yeah. if I didn't go four four two, like if I went four three three, I would have put Keen honestly. Yeah, no, I agree. Skulls needed that personality with him because he didn't have any. Yeah, like he just used to run around. Like his tackling was a, was abysmal. Like, if you, you put know, him in that 2000s Liverpool team, like, gee, trouble. <laughs> and, you know, an honorable mention, um, I think in a few years, De Bruyne might be able to sneak his way into that discussion. Yeah, I was debating I think, putting De Bruyne in. Yeah. Like, I don't know if people count him as a midfielder or an attacker. I say he's like a 10, so I would just put him in the midfield. Um, but I think, like, give it two or three years, I think he would easily get in there. The way City are playing, he's definitely going to get at least two more titles. So I agree. De Bruyne gets such a hard time from people who are, like, are obsessed with nostalgia on Twitter. Like, I love De Bruyne. He's such the a guy, good player. He's unbelievable. Like, I, I would go as far as saying, and we're all of a certain age here, right? But I would go as far as saying that at no point were people watching games with, say, Lampard or maybe even Skulls. I think De Bruyne and Gerrard are similar profile. I, I don't think they are. They are. Watch those games. You know when you watch De Bruyne and you're like, oh my god, this guy's insane. Yeah, he like, plays like Gerrard. I yeah, I don't think they had games where you were like, I remember, like, do you remember that game last season where De Bruyne nearly scored a hat trick at the Emirates? Yeah. And Jamie Carragher's screaming at this like worldly save Leno yeah. makes, and he watched yeah. this guy. This guy is absolutely incredible. I, like, I don't think you get that out of those players. Over ninety minutes watching them. Like, See, I can't. I player. can't speak to that because I didn't watch. Like I'm not gonna go on Football Italia and watch like full replays. But I I only saw Lampard from like 2000 like 12 ish to like well, obviously when you retired right. So I didn't get to see him, you know, in this prime. So I I can't speak to that. But I understand the point you're making. Yeah, it's like even yeah. the pundit. They say, oh, he's, you know, Jamie Redknapp, blah, blah, blah. He's the best passer they've ever seen. Like, they've seen a lot of players. Yeah, he does get a lot of stick, though, from Twitter. And I think it's really unjust. It is. Like, people look for any flaws in his game. Because they basically aren't any. Of the players that we sold, like, so Lukaku, Salah, and De Bruyne, De Bruyne is easily the one that hurts the most. Like, it's not even close. Because just the talent, like, we, we saw the talent he had. Like, Salah was different, because he was not that good here when we sold him. But no, De Bruyne was, like, De Bruyne was so talented, and we we all saw it, and we just sold him. It, it hurts so much every time I see him, you know, balling for City. It's just it's unbelievable what we could have had. He's the one you can definitely say would have been a success as well if he'd stayed. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's I don't all know about saying Salah should stay. Salah was never, ever going to work at Chelsea. It was no, good for all parties that he, he left. Yeah. 
because we ended up getting a decent amount of money, and then we bought uh, Andre Scherler, who did pretty well for us in like two years, um, yeah. and we made profit. But I don't think anyone would have known that he would have gone on to be this like I mean amazing player. I don't even think he knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't think. Yeah, he, knew himself, yeah. But he was. I'm he was he was very raw when he came. Like the quality was there, but he just didn't seem to know what he to do when he got the ball. Like he would just be stuck in two minds all the time. It was very weird. Yeah, he's more hard work than natural talent. I think Salah. For sure, for sure. Like, he doesn't um, just he doesn't just turn up on the pitch and like does it in his sleep. He's, he has to work on it. To be fair to him, like. I mean, we can yeah. speaking about Salah. We can move on to the wingers now. Um, Wait, not yet, not yet, not yet. I didn't go on our wide wingers. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Hard schools. Um, on the right, I put Steven Gerrard as a right midfielder. Obviously, oh, okay. he played there a little bit for sure. Liverpool because obviously if he gets forward. He doesn't. He needed those guys to cover for him, it's not like Xavi and you know. Yeah. And also on the left, I put Ronaldo, left midfielder. This is but weird. You're just trying to put in attackers. Football. This is weird. Look <laughs> good balance to be fair. That team, I think. Yeah, but I don't. When I make these elevens, I don't do it based on like how well they would do in a game. Yeah, absolutely not. Just the best players. Like Avera and Lampard would not be that good of a pivot in my opinion. But like I don't care. I'm just putting it in as a position thing. Pivot would have to cover everything. So you put Gerard right mid Ronaldo. I mean Ronaldo is in my eleven, so I understand that. Gerard on right mid is kind of eh. I don't know. He used to play there. Yeah, I know, but I I feel like more people would say he's a mid center mid, obviously, like you know box to box type player. Regardless, um, go ahead, Sean. I was going to say it's a good show putting Gerard right mid. No one's ever done that, but like you could argue his like peak was in that position. It makes yeah, sense. Like he can definitely play there, so it's not like a, it's not outlandish. But um, I just I I don't see people do that usually. I think um, it was his first twenty goal season. Was he playing on the wing? So yeah, maybe. didn't he play like right back a little bit as well for you guys? No, that that, that gets spoken about too much. But like it was basically <laughs> in the Istanbul final, our right back got cramped, and obviously Jero's engine was insane. So he's like, all right, you go, you move out of the way. I'll deal with Serginio. I think they brought Silvino Serginio. I can't remember his name. But Jet, they basically Rafa stuck him on this guy, and he just completely locked him down in like extra time. Sounds like me in high school. That's what I would do. <laughs> Jack, I was a jack of all trades. Just coach put me anywhere. Easy seven yeah. out of ten every game. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's move on to the wingers. Um, I put Ronaldo on the right, and then I put Hazard on the left. And I don't know if that's my bias or other people would agree. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Sean, you spoke to it earlier about Salah. Like, Salah's not somebody who can just, you know, like come on Sunday and just yeah. perform. Like, I think Hazard's that type of player, or just oh, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. I've heard interviews where, like, you know, Terry would say, like, he'd come to practice, like, shoes undone, like, no socks, like, just careless, <laughs> right? And then on Sunday he would go, and he was just people would be amazed, right? And yeah. I think ability-wise, like, he has the the legacy as well. Two Premier League titles. Multiple team of the years, PFA awards, whatever. But just on ability, I think he has to be in there for me. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. Like Hazard's the best player I've ever seen play against Liverpool at Anfield consistently. Oh my god, he was so good versus you. Guys. I, I thank God that we had him because if we didn't have him, we would have lost a lot of big games over the years, man. Yeah, especially at Anfield. Play, yeah, he's the only player I've ever seen where, if even if we're at our very, very best, like pressing wise, 
there's a lot of players we can shut down. Like De Bruyne's never really turned up at Anfield. Aguero's never scored in like a decade. And there's certain players I just I know we can stop. But every time Hazard turned up at Anfield, like he would just do something insane, and he couldn't he get near him. Wizard, he was just unreal, oh, man. The stuff he could do, pull anything out of a hat. Yeah, it's oh. ridiculous. I mean, you know, for you guys, like I know, I think Salah is better than Mane. But for you guys, when you played us, it was Mane for me. Like he was the one where I was always scared. Like, oh my god, he's going to do something. So it is interesting that Hazard is the other one for you guys. Yeah, no, he's insane. He was insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't actually have Hazard in my... Yeah, you didn't him in. Interesting. I, uh, I went for Ronaldo and then small bit of bias, like the Ashley Young, but his Aston Villa <laughs> version. Just the Aston Villa version. <laughs> yeah, I think, no, I think honestly watching him, like, I never really used to be into football, but and he was a player that kind of made me fall in love with it. But when I go back and watch him and I get reminded, he's just he was actually just unreal. Like, it's just the yeah, curl... <laughs> the stuff he could do and I'm pretty sure I don't know if I'm right he's like one of the only players to get in the team of the year that's not from a, like a traditional top six club or something probably yeah I mean think, if you think it out, was his 2008 season I'm not too sure though if you take out Leicester then yeah he's probably one of the few ones because I'm sure right, he, he was just unreal yeah I mean it's kind of weird how his career panned out because he was such a talented winger and he ended up being like a left back towards the end of his United career yeah, I know. it pained me to see that. Really, it's such a strange career arc. Yeah, it was. Do you remember he scored those? He scored those two um, like finesse shots in one game against Arsenal. Yeah, the yeah, eight-two, I think. That was his. That was his signature move, wasn't it? Back then. Yeah, yeah, it was unreal. Yeah, my my first introduction to Ashley Young was when I saw those like troll football memes, and it was like the bird that like pooped in his mouth. Poop in his mouth. <laughs> it never like, actually the... happened. And he Did it not happen? His mouth. Yeah, I watched, I watched an interview and they went frame by frame. And as um as Ashley Young's talking, like spit, like sticks to the top of his lip and then flings back down to the bottom of his lip, and it looks like a bird's like shit in his mouth. But oh, it, it didn't actually that's happen. So interesting. He's wow, ruined my child. <laughs> if you yeah, go on YouTube, there's a video ruined. explaining it. It's mad. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard of that actually. Someone I I saw it on TikTok. He was explaining it. I think. Yeah. Wow, that is my childhood ruined. <laughs> that is unbelievable, wow. Yeah, so, <laughs> Ashley Young on the left. Sean, who did you go with? Um, I went with... I put... Right, because I did 4-3-3 to get the three midfielders in. It meant I had to put Henri in, but I put on the left. Okay. And I think pretty much, like... I don't think it's that far-fetched to put him on the left. No, like, if I had gone 4-3-3, Henri would be my left wing as well. I mean, he, I think he's... The best Premier League player ever, so he has yeah, to be there. I agree. Yeah, and then I, so, I striker was really difficult for me, like really difficult. I, I, I originally had him left wing actually. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, I had to get him in, but then I also had to get in one of Rooney, Aguero, and Shearer. Yeah. In the end, I went for Rooney. I mean, and that makes was, nice. I love it. Well, if you go with Aguero, he has the best stats. Goals per game, whatever you know, he's insane for like a pretty long time. Shearer also has his stat in terms of you know, obviously being the best goal scorer in Premier League history. But I think to have a Premier League all time 11 and not have Wayne Rooney in it, you're, you're saying he's not one of the like, he's not one of the like the big 11 names in Premier League history, he just is like Wayne yeah. Rooney was the of the Premier League, 
for nearly 20 years, I'd, I'd argue. Like, the, the poster boy of English football, like England's saviour at the time, you know, up-and-coming player. Man United, like, biggest club in England, he was the face of the club. Like, Ronaldo came and went, but, like, Rooney was always there. I mean, Any, yeah. you go anywhere in the world, people know the name, like, Wayne Rooney. You just say the name, people know who he is. I was, like, I was just going to say, like, when I was getting into soccer as a kid, like, obviously it's not as popular in the United States, but... Uh, I was watching at the World Cup and stuff, and Rooney was always a name, like, I knew. Like, even before I was watching the Premier League, like, yeah. every week, I always knew, like, that's Wayne Rooney. Like, if I saw him in an ad, like, I wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I just he was there just, with, like, the iconic player, so I understand yeah, putting him in. You're right, yeah. It's less about, it's actually less about football, it's more about, like, who he is. I just can't not have him in the team. He I mean, is even, one of 11 Premier League all-time players, like, he just has to be. Even with, like, if you want to talk about just football, I mean, he was insanely talented. I mean, injuries really let him down. He had multiple surgeries on his ankle. But just football-wise, I mean, he was getting, like, 10 and 10 a year, right, playing with Ronaldo. And then later in his career, he dropped to, like, midfield. I don't know many forwards that can do that the way he did. What sums Rooney up for me is the Champions League final with Barcelona absolutely dominated United at Wembley. Mm-hmm. He still found a way with a half chance on the edge of the box to score and get his name into the in the papers and in like talked about That's in true. the game, despite yeah. the fact that Barcelona dominated like minute one to ninety. Like he still managed to get him. To the you know what? It, what it is for me is fifteen sixteen United versus Everton FA Cup final. It's extra time. Uh, you guys can look this up. Obviously, I can't show it because it's a podcast. But any of you listening can look this up. It's like close to the 90th minute, I believe, or at the end of extra time. And Everton have a counter. And Rooney runs back from a corner kick all the way to his own line and clears the ball off the line. And that's a, that's a forward doing that, right? Yeah, like that for me personifies what Wayne Rooney is. Like 150% every game will we'll do anything to win. Like I think that you know, is what Wayne Rooney is. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know if you guys have seen that clip of it was him in the MLS, like he runs yeah, all the way back, back tackles it, puts a peach of a ball in, and and then they tie the game. It was unbelievable. Yeah, no, that was insane. That was also last minute, wasn't it? Yeah, that was also a last minute. Yeah. And the guy when he scored the goal, he didn't even sell. He like ran away to celebrate, and he ran away from Wayne Rooney. And Wayne yeah, he, like, so weird. Didn't get <laughs> like none of his teammates came to him, so he had to go over there. Felt kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah, and then right wing. I know a lot of my followers probably think I'm gonna go for Salah, but I couldn't. I just couldn't not put Ronaldo in the team. Yeah, he has to be there. I mean, like for me to put Salah in there is is purely based on numbers, and that would make me a bit of a hypocrite. So I I couldn't do it. If you take if you just take numbers aside, there is no argument for Salah over Ronaldo. Yeah, just don't. It just isn't. Like Ronaldo could do more with the ball. But he also won the Ballon d'Or. Like, come on, like he was genuinely, regardless of you know Michael Owen won the Ballon d'Or. All right, great. But like Ronaldo genuinely was the best player in the world. Like just before Messi sort of aged a bit, got sort yeah of, for like, sure 19, twenty years old. Like just before that, Ronaldo was the best player in the world for probably maybe one or two years. Like, I mean, I think no, I, no, I think that like oh, ahead, uh, maybe, but he never like showed it for fact by winning it. Can I ever say they were the best player in the world? I just think you can. Like, how can you not put Ronaldo in the team? I think a good way to kind of gauge these guys' 
like talent and stuff is listen to what ex-players say about him. And all of Ronaldo's teammates at United and even, you know, rivals at like Arsenal, Chelsea, whatever, they'll tell you like how hard he was to, to guard or to mark and then how hard yeah. he worked in, in training. So I, I think it's pretty undisputable that Ronaldo gets in. Um, he's in my 11 as well as a right mid. Um, I mean, we talked so much about Rooney and that partnership was so good with Ronaldo, but Rooney actually doesn't get into mine. Um, he was the one, he was the last one where I was like, I don't know whether to put, I mean, Henri is my striker, right? But I was between Shearer and Rooney. And I just, I, like, how can you not put the leading goal scorer of the Premier League in an all-time Premier League eleven? Like, yeah, that, that was the question. I was like, I can't not put him in. He's, you know, he, but, he scored, you, played, you played to score goals, and he scored the most, so. That's true. But what I would say, though, say Harry Kane did, for example, overtake the record, right? Mm-hmm. And we've watched him do it. Would that... It's, the minute he hits that record, would you then automatically put Harry Kane in your team? I, I don't think I would. If, if he wins a title, I would. If he doesn't, then no. Right. Yeah. No, that's fair. Shearer did win a title, didn't he? Shearer won with uh, Blackburn, I believe, right? Yeah, Blackburn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kane, like, he will break the record if he stays fit, but he needs to, like, leave to, like, United or City or something and win a title. Because his career is going to go to waste. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, if he goes to City, it's over for the rest of the league. I need him to come to United, man. We need to send him forward. I'm getting sick and tired of Tony Marshall. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for like years now, I've always thought that Kane would end up at one of the Manchester clubs. Like, they just seem like they're built for him. He's the most Fergie signing ever, Kane. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. he yeah. would never go to Arsenal, and Tottenham don't sell to Chelsea. And Liverpool will not spend that money. So On. where else is he meant to go? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's, it is such a Fergie signing, though, like you say, Sean. No, definitely. Yeah, but, um... like, buying the best striker that's not at United, basically, is what Fergie Exactly. Is. Yeah, no. But um, uh, in my front three, so obviously I went with three, four, one, two to find a way to fit in Rooney. So I put Rooney in that kind of 10 role where he was like slightly behind the two center forwards. Obviously, okay. I went with Rooney. Top three in Premier League goals and assists. I think he's the only... Yeah, he is the only player to be top three in both those. One of the most versatile players ever. I just love him. My favorite player in Premier League history, by far. And then with my two um, strikers center forwards, I went with Alan Shearer for the first one. So many records to his name. All-time leader in Premier League goals, three Golden Boots in a row. Yeah, even won a Premier League at Blackburn. Incredible player. And then Thierry Henry. Okay. I think those were two strikers, which were obvious. Six Premier League team of the years in a row, three Golden Boots, four total. Had a 2020 season, which has never been replicated in the league. You know, Kane might player. do that this year. Kane might he get might. 2020. I don't know. I think he's he has... underperforming, overperforming XA though. So I think he's been, he's been cheating too much. Stop being a nerd, okay? He only needs three more goals, and he needs like five like more seven. assists. I don't no, care about seven. this XA XG nonsense, okay? It's Harry Kane. That's seven assists in what? He's in games. Ten more he games. Has ten more. He could if he goes on a nice run. He could easily no, do nine it. Nine more games. Seven assists in nine games. Nah. Come back to this part. He's not getting that. I mean, he probably won't, but I'm saying he could. It's a possibility. Yeah, but 2020, like, that'll, know, right? that'll be really hard to break for anyone. 
Even just like twenty assists, like I'm surprised no one has broken that yet. Like I don't care about the goals, but didn't KDB get it last season? Was it nineteen? They they took an assist away from him. They said it was like a deflection, so he ended up with nineteen. Unlucky. And then Ozil that one year. Ozil had like sixteen at the half, like the halfway point of the season. December. And he didn't get four over the second half, and he couldn't break the record. Ollie G has blood on his hands for that. How can you bottle that for you? Nah, if you look at it, like, Drude was helping him score a lot in the first half. So it ended up evening out the type of goals. Oh, who's the nerd yeah. now? XG caught up with him, right? <laughs> Ozil cut inside, cross it back post. Giroud would just get a little flick on it. Yeah. yeah. So many times, that same goal. Used to piss me off. Yeah, that near post <laughs> little flick. Very annoying. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that actually wraps up the Premier League 11 for us. Um, Surprisingly, a very level-headed debate. Nobody screamed at each other, which is good. Um, yeah, so I was the only one who put Hazard in my eleven then. Yeah, I think like, so. Yeah, none of you guys put him in. Henri, I had to get Henri into my team. Otherwise, I would have been so, like, I, I wouldn't have put um, Ryan Giggs over Hazard. I just couldn't do it. Well, yeah, if I put if I did four three three, then Hazard would probably not be in mine because I'd have. To I was actually debating putting Suarez. Uh, Striker, but obviously I put on Reef for obvious reasons. I think Suarez at Liverpool his peak was just unplayable. Even when yeah. he went to Barca, like it's just it, nobody could stop him. He was absolutely fantastic. I mean, yeah. that fifteen sixteen season from Suarez. That's the best season I've seen from a player not named Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, and thirteen with Liverpool. Thirteen fourteen as well is up there. That is, a, I mean, he he has played season i think he had 31 goals that year and he missed the first six games right I th- yeah missed the first no i think he missed the first five games five games because that he had some suspension for like biting someone didn't he yeah that was the that was the ivanovich bite. ivanovich yeah and he bit him so yeah, yeah i mean if he if he gets those five games he definitely breaks the record he has like 34 goals i bet it Something was th- like it was this is everything right it was 31 goals in 33 games right Mm-hmm. And we had 13 penalties that season, and Gerard took every single one of them and scored Jesus. 11 off, right? So if you even gave Suarez half of those penalties, right, he's yeah. looking at... Like, if you gave him all of those penalties even, right, and he missed three of them, that's still, for, I think, yeah, it's 41 goals in 33 Premier League games. Yeah, that would have been absolutely ridiculous. And that's, that's giving, hey, like, giving him 13 penalties and letting him miss three. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that season for you guys, like, like this is before I knew many Liverpool fans in real life, and I joined Twitter. Obviously, I was, like, 11, right? So, like, when you guys lost the title, I actually felt bad for you guys. Like, I was like, oh, they didn't win. I wanted you guys, like, because we weren't going to win towards the end. Like, mathematically, we couldn't do it. So I was like, yeah, Liverpool should win. They haven't won forever. And then you guys lost, and I, I kind of felt bad. And then I joined Twitter, and I was like, never mind, I take it all back. <laughs> That's fair enough. I probably contributed to that as well, to be fair. But nice. what pissed me off on Twitter, right, is, is, is the weight people put on Chris Bull. There's genuinely people who think that's when we lost the league. People don't realize, right, that City would have won the league anyway if we'd won that game. Yeah, because you needed it for the goal differential. That's why you yeah, guys were pushing goal forward. Difference. Like we still needed City to drop points after, even if we'd won that game. Like people think that was the day we bottled it. We did literally, right? As, as much as it pains me to say it, it was Chelsea. Gerard slipped is when we literally lost the league. It was in our hands that day. As soon as that happened, it was in City's hands. 
So Chris had... Sample, it's overstated. It's, it's just not what it like what people say it is. So in the end, did you guys lose by a point? I can't remember the exact. I think it might have been two points. So if yeah, it means if you had beat us, then you would have yeah, you would have won. Yeah, we man, just that is tough against Chelsea. That's that's probably up there for you guys. What like Terry slipping in Moscow was for us. Yeah, but the only difference is Terry got to win it a few years later. Yeah, but he didn't even play. It was just a full kit no, wanker. Like, I know. He yeah. just showed up in his kit. <laughs> he was like wearing <laughs> socks and shin guards and everything, and he just came. Oh, you guys I watched shin pads and shin guards. Yeah. But anyways, let's uh, move on. Uh, we've been waffling for a long time now. Um, let's just do a little quick Champions League preview before we move on to the Q and A. Um, yeah, so Chelsea got pretty lucky. We got Porto, the easiest draw. I didn't think we would get it. Um, I think as long as our attackers step up, we'll be fine. So I don't really need to talk about that game. Um, Madrid-Liverpool is a very interesting one for me because Liverpool fans... I mean, I don't know how how you guys feel, but in my experience, I think you guys seem really confident about beating Madrid. Is that true? I am quite confident. But... I know that there's a carious moment in Quebec and Nat Phillips. I mean, what about I, that? I know Adrian moment, actually, is probably a better comparison. I know that <clears throat> our fullbacks, midfielders, and front three could put on an absolute 9 out of 10 against Madrid. And I know that those two centre-backs could still lose us the game. So that's what really scares me about that game. I mean, what about that guy you signed from Preston, like Ben Davies? What's he up to? Is he not... Like, is he injured? What's, what's going on with him? I think he just cleans the toilets on the field, to be honest. <laughs> is he that bad? I think he is that bad. I don't even, wow. In fact, I think they probably sacked him from that position as well. You know, Nat Phillips is actually decent. Like, I don't think he's as bad as I used to think. He's decent at, like, if the ball's coming towards him and he's facing the ball, like, he will win the challenge. But, like, any sort of angle involved... <laughs> like he he, he 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 can't turn like genuinely he can't turn at all. Yeah. Like it's in a bit of a purple patch right now. Uh, like he's got something something bad's gonna happen like pretty soon I think. Like it's, his luck's gonna run out because he's so awkward with, with the way he does. It. Like, even against Wolves, Quebec bailed him out I think twice. Like the ball he just flew out and the ball went behind him and Quebec had to go chasing after people. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys have been screwed over this year with injuries like i mean van dyke was bad enough and then gomez goes as well i mean it's it's unbelievable um yeah so then the that'll be a good tie regardless um unlucky like i wish hazard was fit for that game because that would be very nice to see him come back to enfield no i agree i think why i'm confident is because i think benzema on his own i think if he had someone around him that could like some world class that he could link up around him, I think they would be the ones that would benefit from him occupying our centre backs. For because sure. Because they slip in behind. Like if they had Ronaldo still, or even if they just had like some like Mane level, like wide forward mm-hmm. who could get in behind like the channel of Trent and Nat Phillips, I'd I'd think we we'd probably lose the game that like most of the times if we played the game like on repeat. But because he has Vinicius and people like that, I just think we can just... I think we, we just have more firepower going the other way. It's not going to be a game of who has the best defence. I think we yeah, just have sure. more firepower. 
Yeah, I mean, I can see that happening. It'll, it'll be a good game regardless. Um, let's move on to the City and Dortmund game. Uh, I think City are 100% winning this. Uh, there's, I mean, Dortmund's defense is abysmal. Like, City are going to put, like, four or five past them. 100%. Uh, An eighth minute, 1-0, and that'll be it for the rest of the tie. Like. Exactly, it'll be so easy. And it's a possible uh, Holland audition for next year, you know? Playing against Chelsea. No, he's playing against City, right? Yeah, City. So it could be his audition for City, you know? We'll never know. Oh, that's, that's going to ruin the, the league, man. I, I hope that doesn't happen. Please. Yeah, that, the league will finish. Isn't Haaland out for the first leg as well? Is he actually? Is he? Yeah. He's 20 yellows? I didn't know that. Uh, no, or it he, might have been reset. Oh. I, did, I did read something about it. Oh, oh yeah. It, it's actually, it's not reset, though, because I know Porto are missing two players against us. So it, it resets, like, after, I think. Because yeah, he's so not injured. He it might be a leg. suspension. Wow, that could be big. And then the other game, obviously, is Bayern PSG. That's on paper the best tie, but it's on I the think same it's gonna day. Be a game. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's on the same day as the Chelsea Porto match, which, so I wouldn't have watched it. But it, it it might end up being a boring game anyway, which is the way these big games seem to go these days. People just are scared. They're they're they'd rather like not lose than win, so that they play kind of timid. Yeah, no, I agree. You're right. I yeah, think that's I the hardest thing for by miles. I've seen a lot of people like just putting buy in, and that's it. Like they think it's like it's that easy. Did they not watch the final of the Champions League last season? Exactly. Like, people can't. You can't just write off Neymar and Mbappe and say they're not going to do anything to win that game. Like they could quite easily. I mean, Mbappe had a nice chance in that Champions League final, like ten minutes in, and like nine yeah. times out of ten he buries that. He just didn't in the final, but like. He's going to get chances, right? Like, I don't think Bayern are clean through like everyone is saying. No, I agree. Definitely. Yeah, so, I mean, either way, it'll be a good tie. I mean, we, we would play you guys if we won and you guys won, which I think would be an incredible tie. I'd rather play Madrid, honestly. Like, I, I, I'm just, I don't think you guys, like, you've played us twice already. So, if we played you again, you'd definitely come up with a different game plan and probably yeah, beat us. We, we, I don't think we could ever be that bad against Chelsea Anfield again. And but over like, two legs, like come one on. nil. We were so bad, we deserved to be like battered, but we we got away with it. Exactly, like our, our forwards can't take the chances, right? Like yeah. it should have been like four zero, but obviously we couldn't do that. Um, yeah, so that'll wrap up the Premier League pre- or Champions League preview. Let's move on to the Q and A. You guys sent in a lot of questions, more than last week. Um, I'll. I'll ask the most liked questions. Um, <laughs> the biggest question came from Usman, otherwise known as false CF underscore. He asks, what's Publad's favorite FIFA song? Fuck's sake. I knew he was going to do something like that. That's all I'm known for. <laughs> Such a troll. I mean, uh, if I had to actually pick one, it'd have to be a week I'm running, but. Oh, just, that one. FIFA thread is just easy numbers, man. That's the only reason I ever did it. I mean, your your reputation on here is just that. It's just posting those like FIFA tweets and being like, take me back to simpler times. Just stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just a nostalgia merchant, really. <laughs> um, Alright, I'll answer a couple more funny ones, and then we'll go with some serious ones. Passing MFER says, who sits in the front seat of your car? Your mum or your wife? Uh, <laughs> I'm going with my mom. I'm going with my mom. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be my mom, yeah. 
No, I think I think your wife would probably wanted to be a mum as well. Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. I think yeah. So no, be... unless she's like really like selfish, I guess, or whatever. Like, it's not a good yeah. Also, what are we asking, man? Come on, be serious. Hey, I said we'll ask some troll <laughs> ones, and then we'll go to the good ones. So, uh, that or... <laughs> that's what everyone asked. Everyone asked that one question. I'm not going to read it out, but you know what it is. Um, <laughs> all right, this one comes from Giohan. Uh, I'm assuming this is for Sean. It says, are you bullish about XRP? Yeah, not as much as I was before in terms of the short term because um, of the court case. But come the end of the year, I think it will be resolved. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, the fundamental. I, I need to get into all that stuff, like cryptocurrency and stuff. I feel like there's a lot of money to be made. Oh, trust me, man. There's a lot of money to be made. Like, it was so early in terms of getting into, like, if you invest in a project right now, you're getting in, like, if you invested in Amazon in, like, 2003. Like, that's what we're looking at. Like, cryptocurrency is the future because it's, it's just easier for everybody. Everybody uses phones. Everybody uses the internet. Like, passing paper notes to people, when you actually think about it, it's so, like, prehistoric. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the last time I used cash in a shop or in a pub or anything. Always used exactly. my yeah. I just use Apple Pay or whatever. Yeah, no, genuinely, like, it's, investing it now is, is, like, one of the wisest things you can probably do. I mean, people were saying that in, like, 2017, and people were like, ah, it'll never, you know, it'll never take off. And if you had just invested, like, I don't know, like, two or $3,000, you would have made bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, every year, people hate on Bitcoin, and every year it goes up. Well, obviously, yeah. no, I did crash one year, but, like, if you held on and didn't sell, it's gone past, you know, it's, it's recovered and gone further now, so... Genuinely, like people will hate on it, and people are still making money off it. All right, this is um another question for Sean. You're pretty popular, Sean. It says, "Ask what Gerard has over Modric." <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I just think like if Gerard and Modric play at their best, like Gerard's team will win because Gerard will win the game for them. Like Modric is a brilliant midfielder. Don't get me wrong. And he's probably better than Gerard, like, you know, dribbling with the ball, technically-wise. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jer- Modric just couldn't win a game like Steven Gerrard. Like, Steven Gerrard's one of the best match-winning players I can ever think of. Like, he could shoot better than Modric, head the ball better than Modric, tackle better than Modric, um, score more goals than Modric, he assisted more goals than Modric, often playing with worse players. I mean, he I was- think that's where, like, the, I know. the Stevie Me nickname comes from, like... He's just like a do-it-himself type player. Well, like, the thing is, this is if anything, right? But that argument actually plays in his favor because people say yeah, that, yeah. that he was this amazing individual. But also, with people like Fernando Torres, he's, they say Gerard's the best player he ever played with because of the amount of times he set him up. It's basically proof that Gerard could play the hero ball role, but also set teams like teammates up. He could do everything basically. Like Modric could not play. Most people say, who say he played hero ball. The chances are their favorite midfielder, if he had to, probably couldn't do it if you like if he wanted to, <laughs> yeah. because it is a backhanded compliment in a way. Yeah. Um. So this next question comes for uh, I'm assuming for Publed. It doesn't say like for who. He says, "Do you think Grealish will ever leave Aston Villa?" Uh. Last season, if we went down, would have been. I would have said yeah, but after, I think. Because how the club's performed and our new owners like promised us money and 
the contract is just signed. I think he really wants to try and fight and play in Europe for Villa, like regardless of whether we win it or not. So I think he's going to stay. It's Villa's but, his, his boyhood team, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been here, like, the Villa boy, and he played in the academy and stuff. It's like it's and he's the captain now as well. I think he's just his dream has become a reality. I don't think he would actually leave it. He's such a class player, honestly. Like, yeah, he's amazing to watch. He's just I, I I can't like he reminds me so much of Hazard, like a baby Hazard. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think some of his game is like sometimes you can watch him in a game and he'll have like a bit of Messi in him. I know obviously not as good, but the way he can no, just no, I understand. get through I understand. players. And then some games it'll turn into like De Bruyne and then some day some games he'll like uh score a few goals. Like the Liverpool game, he absolutely tore Van Dyke apart a yeah. few times. And, and that was like that's his best. What I like most about Grealish is he has like that grit and like like I I'm such a passion merchant and I love it when players like dog in him. Dog yeah, like that. this is like an American saying, but people say like, "Oh, he has that dog in him." Like, Grealish has it. Like, he will fight. Like, Hazard is extremely talented, right? But he doesn't really have that. Like, I'm gonna fight 150. percent Like, I feel like Grealish has that in him. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah, definitely. Like that. He, and he, loves, he loves the fact that he's the most foul player too. Like, he loves. Ah, oh, he, he, he loves it. Everyone knows he's good, and they know that they have to foul him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah he's but... he's a joy to watch. I mean, I I hope he stays because. If he leaves, it won't be to Chelsea, and I don't want him going to like City or something. So I hope he stays at Villa for the rest of his career. I really do think he will. Um, I, but he, Villa need to be doing well for that to happen. Yeah, really yeah. Lucky if he goes I think, I think if, club, he, if we really fall off again, like we were, like if we go back to the stage we was in last season, I think for the sake of the club, he and his career, we should leave. But if if we're performing like we are, well, at the start of the season, I think I think he'll yeah. stay. Yeah, because you guys uh, were looking like you were going to finish fourth or fifth at the start, but now you've dropped off a little is bit. Is this injury? As soon as great, he, like um, he, people say we're a one-man team, which we sort of are. But he even like he just makes the other players play well. Like it, he's so vocal when he's on yeah, the pitch, yeah. and without him, we're just basically nobody. Yeah. Um. All right. This next question says, uh, from Young Chef Twenty Four, says Reese James or Trent. 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 It has to be. Profile of Reese James, based on what they've done, obviously, I have to go Trent. I would agree with Derek. I think Trent has had, like, he's already had, like, periods where he is the best right back in the world. Reese has been nowhere close to that. But I think in terms of the type of right back they are, I would take Reese. And I think Reese could reach those levels in the future if he slims down a little bit. Because he defends really <laughs> you think well. He's too big. I just think he like he defends really well, but sometimes he's too big to the point where like he can't turn. Like he he'll he'll body someone like fifty fifty, he'll win the challenge. But if you go inside of him and he has to turn his head, he almost always gets beat because he's. he's I'm sorry, he's too fat to turn like that. <laughs> like he's just yeah, kind of he's big. Playing, yeah, he's playing in the midfield too. So I don't understand why it's like this. Like you think he has like a quicker turn well, well, generation. When he was, this is actually pretty interesting. A lot of people don't know this, but when he was coming up in the academy, that's when Conte was still here, right? Like Antonio Conte, and we were obsessed with three at the back, right? So what Conte did is all the youth teams started playing three at the back as well. And if I remember correctly, Reese was kind of a midfielder, right back hybrid, but when Conte came, he switched to right center back into three, and he like bulked up a lot. And I think 
that kind of forced him to play like in that. I mean, under Tuchel, he should be playing that right center back position, not right wing back, because he's kind of like tailor made for that role. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know what he'll be in the future, but right now I would say Trent is has done more in his career, so he'll be the better one. Um, yeah. No, I all right, this. All right, we're, we're getting pretty long, so I'll wrap this up with one final question. Uh, it's kind of a funny one. This will be for Haz and Sean because Derek and I can't answer this. It says from at Hey Dude, I'm Hisham. Would you rather have Samit or Derek as a son? <laughs> uh, well, right, okay, bias because I know Derek's blocked me and muted me before. I'm just gonna say Samit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say yeah, okay. Samit. Because of his tweet last week about Van Dyke, it's got it's just got to be that. Uh-huh. You're that Derek. I'm still I'm in it's got my good. I'm in pain. <laughs> you know, it has about that block thing. Like a couple, like weeks, months. I don't know. Like Derek calls me and he's like, or like Facetimes me. He's like, you know that Publad guy? Man, his tweets are so generic, so boring. <laughs> in, the, in the in the comments, we put the thing up about asking us questions. Uh, when I was scrolling down, I think like eighty percent of them must have blocked me because it just said this tweet is unavailable when you was replying to him. So I just I couldn't <laughs> even see any of the questions anyway. Well, hopefully this this episode changes people's perception of you that you're not some generic robot. Just look past the tweets. Yeah. The tweets are there to make bag from the mystery shirts. After that, I don't care. Paul <laughs> is a good lad. He's a good lad. Okay, He's, yeah. the media doesn't represent him well. Okay. Yeah, um, casuals don't get it. Yeah, the casuals don't understand. Um, that'll probably wrap it up for us today. We went pretty long, about an hour. Um, so thank you. If anyone has listened this far, uh, we thank you for your support, uh, your continued support, and we'll be back next week with another episode. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. Peace.